We have set a new record for dogs on the podcast and time in the morning uh, at which we are recording. So welcome to this early morning edition of the podcast, which we will be discussing all of the news in comic book land. Miss Marvel, uh, probably some The Boys, probably some The Umbrella Academy, and, uh, and, and all the other good stuff. Holy shit, it's early. It's the Infinity Watch Podcast. I think my voice sounds like your podcast voice, like when you say podcast, just because it's so early. Like, <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the rust is not shaken off yet, but it but it will throughout the episode. You will be able to hear us waking up in real time. So that should be exciting maybe, for people. I'm maybe sure. the frustration will wake me up. We'll see. Um, Welcome to the Infinity oh, Watch no. podcast. Oh, no, yeah, I think we might have some disagreements on this episode. Yes, yes, we will. I already know. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Interesting. Um, Just to give people a little Tommy. heads up, uh, we are... My name's Eric, uh, and, and we are experiencing Skype issues on top of this as yes. well, because I'm having the issue that you mentioned before uh, we started recording. So just so everybody's on the same page here... What a joy. What a joy to be alive. Oh, man. <laughs> you just said here, and it went, same page, he, ear, and just gave me a nice uh, little cap there. But you know what? As we know on the Infinity Watch podcast, when we disagree and we have technical issues, that's when you really get to the heart of our podcast, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go from uh, too tired to function to just lots of screaming, probably. Pure, pure rage, basically. Pure rage. So, <laughs> all right. Um, we're here to talk about Miss Marvel episode four. So that we all know the next one's going to be the best one, right? Because every Marvel show, episode five is the best. Um. But until then, yeah, true. Let's jump into the news, see what's going on. Oh yeah. Okay, I saw like three more articles in the last week about Ezra Miller doing something crazy, terrible. Um, I'm not going to go over what they are because <laughs> I I don't want to get into it. But apparently, Warner Brothers is committed to releasing the Flash in theaters June 2023. Um, which, I mean, doesn't surprise me. I think it costs like $200 million. has Michael Keaton in it. I mean, what are you going to do, right? But Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a tough situation. But I don't know. I feel like who, almost nobody in the world cares about this movie at this point. Just either re-edit it into like a Batman movie or... I don't know. Do something else with it. Who cares? Apparently, according to um, Variety, they say um, 
They say that going back into production with another star was unfeasible due to Miller being in, quote, virtually every scene. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so that's there tough. you have that. Um, and according to Variety as well, Ezra Miller, quote, hopes to talk about the accusations against him in the future, but they're taking time to themselves to, quote, focus on their health and healing over the coming months. All right. Yeah, that sounds like some, that sounds like some uh, Kevin Spacey shit. Yeah. At least they were able to get Kevin Spacey out of, uh, what is that one movie called? Uh, I can't even remember. I don't know. Are you thinking of House of Cards, the show? Oh no no! It was uh, all the money in the world. They uh, released they they filmed this movie, all the money in the world, which was kind of like a like a bit of a thriller, and they replaced uh, they replaced all of Kevin Spacey's scenes with Christopher Plummer after oh, they wow. filmed the entire movie. And you you really wouldn't know. Yeah, it. I know they. I know they did a similar thing with that Zack Snyder zombie movie with uh, Chris D'Elia. And they replaced Chris D'Elia with Tig Notaro in every single scene he was oh, in. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, man. That's basically a one-for-one one in, in terms of actors, right? Chris D'Elia, Tig Notaro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, I'm a bit, I feel like Tig Notaro is very underrated. I'm a big Tig Notaro fan. I'm not sure I really even know much about her. She's just a stand-up comic. Well, I guess co- uh, more than a stand-up, uh, just a comic in general. But uh, but she's good. She's really good. Hmm. Was that movie good? Did you see that movie? Did you watch it? Nah, I never watched it. It probably sucks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, there's like a new... Um, kind of like ride slash entertainment thing that's on Disney cruises. That's called Avengers quantum oh, encounter. Yeah. And a bunch of videos came out from that. Um, the first one that came out is a conversation between uh, Scott and hope. Um, and this is all the MCU actors in their costumes. And they briefly talk about how Ant-Man couldn't have just gone up Thanos's butt and killed him. Which was kind of shocking to get like an actual acknowledgement of all these memes <laughs> that people were making. It it definitely was, but it was pretty disappointing in the fact that they did what they always do, which is they just like hand waved it away with no explanation. Literally the explanation was, Well, it's not that simple. And then Hope was like, We don't have time to talk about this. And yeah. then <laughs> It's like, oh, why isn't it that simple? It seems pretty fucking simple to me. The whole, there's like a whole long series of them talking, and then we get uh, Sam, Captain America, Miss Marvel in her full costume, like that we haven't even seen in the show yet, and Captain Marvel um, all interacting together. Um, And it's not quite up to snuff in terms of like, it looks just like the movies. You can tell the budget's a little less. And it does feel a lot more corny than what we've seen on the screen. But it was kind of interesting seeing the characters all interact with each other. 
Yeah, more more interaction, please. The more interaction, the better. I think Ant-Man calls uh, Captain America Captain Falcon, too. Oh, Falcon Punch! Yeah, pretty much. Falcon Kick! Um, But yeah. (laughs) So yeah, if you want to check that out, it's on Twitter and YouTube. It's called Avengers Quantum Encounter. You know, I actually thought, of all my comments about Miss Marvel, the show, and, and clearly Eric likes it more than me, and I think we'll get to that a little bit more in this episode, too. Uh, spoiler. Um, but I love the character of Miss Marvel a lot. I'm just not like, getting on with the show too much. But her in this video interacting with, um, with Captain America and stuff like that, like, she fits right in. Like, you could see how easily she could just join up and, you know, be part of the Avengers, so... That's the best. I love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. We want uh, we want more of that interaction. That's for sure. Because it's like we're waiting. We basically had to do the reset to like early two thousand tens now, and just wait for these people to actually interact with each other, which is where the fun really starts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. So, um, Eric, could you imagine that Murphy's Multiverse, the website, might run a story that's not exactly accurate? Can you imagine a world in which that happens? Oh. What? I know. Where is, you know, who can you trust anymore? Um, I mean, apparently not Murphy. Yeah, I guess not. Um, So I guess Disney Plus Netherlands, a very trusted source of information, um, they had put out some some type of promo or informational thing that said that season two of Marvel's What If was going to come out in like three weeks from now. And so... Murphy's Multiverse ran a story that was like, hey, new episode of What If coming out in like three weeks. And then that wasn't true. It was just all a mistake. And so that's not happening. Um, there's not even a date for when that's going to happen. But basically the rest of the year right now, we got Thor coming out in six days into theaters from when we're recording this. So that's very exciting. Um, we're supposed to have She-Hulk coming out after that. Werewolf by Night is supposed to have a Halloween special. And then we got that Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special as well. Um, but there's there's no what if that's supposed to be in there at all. Um, and I think in between all of those, at some point, we're supposed to get Black Panther Wakanda forever. I'm really starting to question whether that's going to happen or not. We'll see. Um, but that's supposed to come out in November. So we'll see. We will indeed. But yeah, that's an insane rumor. That obviously was yeah. never going to happen. Hey, we're just going to just try and sneak this show out because we totally <laughs> yeah. want no one to watch it. That's how most entertainment oh, works. Man. You know what? Uh, speaking of that, though, I didn't realize that there was a Paper Girls adaptation coming out on Amazon Prime. And so Paper Girls is a comic book that's written by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, drawn by Cliff Chiang. And it's very good. It's kind of like Stranger Things-esque. It's like a, an 80s kind of time travel sci-fi kind of thing. It's a little bit different, but same oh. vibes. And it is coming out in okay. like three, three-ish weeks on Amazon Prime, and they just released a trailer for it. So, um, Oh, dang. Should be pretty good. Same guy that wrote Saga, which is probably like the most popular non-superhero comic out there yes. right now. Um, so, yeah, if you want to check that out, I believe that comes out end of the month on Prime. It's called Paper Girls, July 29th. Love it. Very good book. You said, wait, you said that's Amazon? Yes. Yep. 
man. Amazon is such they have such a good streaming service. I feel like they it does not get talked about enough. How many amazing sh- I mean, remains to be seen whether or not this show will be amazing, but they greenlight a lot of uh really great ideas for shows and a lot of them are amazing. I feel like it just doesn't get talked about much because um people buy it for other reasons and then they just have yeah, it. Yeah, true. You know. True. It's like a perk. Right. More than a like, I forget to even look on it sometimes for stuff, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. They also have a terrible interface, I got to say. Yes, true. Very Like, true. don't separate all the seasons out. I'm like, oh, I want to watch this. I'm like, oh, it's like season seven only, but, like, you, they have season one. You just have to go find it. It's really weird. Yeah. And what's weirder is they don't do that for every show. It's only some shows. Oh, really? I never noticed yeah. that. That is weird. It's so, yeah, it's really stupid. My goodness. All right, the last item from me today, um, something really weird happened. Um, there's a radio guy called Howard Stern. Most people have heard of him. Uh, but oh, yeah. Some people might not have. Um, and I think everybody knows who, who hasn't heard of Howard Stern. I could see some Zoomers not having heard of him for sure. Just because okay. like, I don't even know. Like, what is the radio? Um, now, now I'm <laughs> fucking on Zoomers. My my bad. Uh, but that's true for them. Um, Eat shit, kids. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so at the end of his show, there's like a clip that went on, on Twitter and stuff. And they ended his show to go on summer break. But they had the mic on still. And so like you could hear him talking behind like kind of like an outro sound clip. And this is what he said. He said, uh, they're going over the schedule with me and it's going to suck. And then he adds in, well, I told you I'm going to do Dr. Doom, but believe me, I'm fucking miserable about it. I called Robert Downey Jr. and I was asking him acting techniques. Like, what the fuck does that mean? So is like, is he going to be like be in like a bit part in like Fantastic Four? Just really strange. Yeah, that is extremely strange. It, it when I saw this, it seemed like the consensus in the comments was that if they're assuming this isn't all just bullshit, that right. it's probably like they're doing a Doctor Doom show rather than this is part of like a Fantastic Four movie. Which I think could work if they did like a Doctor Doom show, a Fantastic Four movie, and then bring them together in the fan- in the second Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Doctor Doom is a, definitely a character with enough depth and enough backstory that he could have his own show. If they, uh, I'd be reluctant that they'd make him like too good. They'd like Lokify him a little too much. Um, yeah. And he is a complex character in the comics, for sure. He's not, like, pure evil, but he's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, for a while, he is pretty (laughs) pure evil, and then they kind of make him more back and forth. I wouldn't mind that. I agree with you. I I think just having Doctor Doom in, like, a Fantastic Four movie won't give the Fantastic Four or Doctor Doom enough time to develop. Agreed. Agreed. Um, But... Some people were like, is he going to play Dr. Doom? You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> no <You're> an idiot. way. <laughs> you know, they have like 
Um, they have like real news anchors, <laughs> and they had uh, you know other people that are like you know quote unquote famous that aren't quite actors in movies before. He's probably just going to be playing himself in some Marvel project yes. if that's what this is. Yes. If this is like a put on of some sort, I don't know who thought of it because it's the weirdest fucking put on I've ever heard of. Um, like who would think of like, hey, like while our show's ending, let's talk about Doctor Doom. Like what the fuck? Right, it's right. Like so out in like left field. Um, but yeah, my guess is in some Marvel project, maybe with Doctor Doom in it, he's gonna be playing himself in like a quick little scene. But I do also find it funny that he says the schedule's gonna suck. And he's fucking miserable about it. It's like, I wish I could be miserable about being in a movie with Dr. Doom. Damn. Right. <laughs> fucking celebrities, dude. Wild. Yeah. I mean, Howard Stern is is like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. So I get, for doing basically nothing. I, like, I understand his impact on radio, but I mean, he's just a radio host. <laughs> and he, he makes right. so much fucking money from that. So I guess I get it if he's going to actually have to, like, do work. But also, shut the fuck up, Howard Stern. You, 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 everybody universally thought you were a piece of shit before somehow you got a PR team. And now people are like, actually, he, he's, he's really, like, lovable and he did a lot of good journalism. It's like, what? Right. What? Right. You, like, pressured women into masturbating on your show. Like, on, like, multiple occasions. It's uh, so yeah. such a weird. If you don't know anything about Howard Turn, do a little uh, Wikipedia read. He's a he's a wild character. Radio people are always really interesting. Yeah, but yeah, he was on in, in Detroit in like the eighties for a bit. Oh wow, I didn't even know yeah, that. He's not from here, but yeah, he he did live here for a bit doing Detroit radio. I know that, but yeah, he's an interesting guy. Very interesting. I will say at least like. You know, from a radio side of things, he usually gets more out of people than their bullshit, you know, like normal promotion, right? True, but it's only because he was just doing podcasts before podcasts. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) So, whatever. Whatever. All right. You have some stuff this week for us, right? Yeah, so the big thing that, that really annoys me is it came out that the Obi-Wan show initially was going to be a trilogy of movies, which I think would have been a million times better. If you are Disney, if you are deciding between an eight-episode series and a trilogy of movies, do the movies every fucking time, please. Like... Oh really? god, that it makes seems me like it would be like so long. I would rather it be longer and be and and we didn't have television quality inquisitors. Yeah, and... that's really where it hurts, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh but like the world might not even exist by the time the third movie would have come out. Right? True, but if but then oh well. It would have been like <laughs> we would have been seeing like like Six years from now, we would have been like, well, the, <laughs> the third movie from the Obi-Wan trilogy is coming out now. <laughs> It'll be coming to a hologram mask near you. <laughs> See, I would, ra- I would much rather that. 
I would much rather that. I'm I'm getting sick of e- even though this quality television is such a leap from what television used to be like 10 years ago, it's still not it's not close to movie quality. So really, and, is, I mean, is this upping the budget solving the problem then, though? It's like we really just need to, like, I get it that this yeah, is maybe. a leap, but, like, we need to take a bigger leap because if it's not a movie quality thing, then we don't care. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it just is, yeah, I, I am starting to get annoyed when I see, like, it's just... Like, the Obi-Wan show was so clearly TV, and that does kind of annoy me. You know, I, I kind of felt that way with, um, I think in, like, Mandalorian Season 1, I was fine. And then after that, it started to bother me. Because there was, a, there was like, that one scene where he attaches on to that, that fighter ship that had that one guy in it, the guy that plays Gustavo Fring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like, this is, like... Like movie, this is like felt like a movie when he did that because it's like clearly it took like a lot of effects for that. But then I feel like it just like started to revolve around like that little. They use that little like circular screen thing. Yeah, the volume. The volume, and it just like felt like it became a crutch almost in that like they couldn't show certain types of action or something. And yes, I like, agree. I think they're overly reliant on that technology. It's it's just For felt sure. like they were in like the same setting a whole bunch, and it just kind of got like, okay, here's like another firefight we know he's going to get out of or something. You know, it's like same old, same old. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it just needs to be better. I think, I don't know about everyone's expectations, but my expectations are definitely a lot higher now than they were even just a few years ago and uh like it's just it's almost insulting as a fan because disney has unlimited money and it's like stop wiping your ass with hundred dollar bills and if you're gonna be if you're gonna have a monopoly on this entertainment at least make it as good as it can possibly be please disney I was really surprised that they just re-upped, um, they just re-upped the contract of um, the Disney CEO. What's his name? Um, Bob, uh, Bob Bob Chappick. Yeah, yeah. They just re-upped it for three years, I think. Um, and he's like a notorious penny pusher. Um, and like I've like heard stuff that like they've been turning down like the AC and turning it off and like the parks and stuff like that. And it's like. It's Disney. Like, what the fuck are you doing that you have to do something like that in, like, a Disney park, which costs thousands of dollars to get into and, you know, do all this stuff? Um, He needs his multi-million dollar bonus! Yeah, seriously. But, like, like in Star Wars stuff, like, the kind of the stuff you're talking about, people were bitching about Cad Bane's look, and I thought he looked fantastic. The Inquisitor looked like utter shit and there's no other way to put it like i thought the guy that played him and i barely watched the show just just for context but i barely watched the show i thought the guy that played him did a really good job but that doesn't change the fact that like he looked like crap yeah and and i will say uh, cad bane was better than the inquisitor but 
He was not perfect. I mean, the here's here's what annoys me. It always annoys me if it is possible for some teenager on YouTube to make a better version of that look in less than 24 hours. You did a bad job. Yeah. <laughs> and that ha- that has happened with Cad Bane. That has happened with uh the Inquisitor that is that is happening. Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. It's like just do just do better. You know, this is this is gonna get into more of a social commentary for me in a bit, but I really feel like a lot of industries now in the time in which we live have gotten into a point where they're so entrenched by people that are not quite qualified for what they're doing and are rather there through some connection of some sort that yes. you never let me let me reword it. You rarely have like the super qualified people that are best at what they can do in the room in any situation. It's always like, yeah. well, Billy's uncle's cousin does this, and so it's like that's how they got this job. You know, it's like how do you even get some of these jobs because the people that are really good at it just figure it out at home, and they don't have like some industry connection to actually be able to work on it. You know, it's like the the hurdle to get into some of these jobs, it's like basically unattainable unless you have money or some connection. And so I think that's why that's you see that happening. Capitalism, baby. Yeah, seriously. My goodness. Don't even get me started on the, the bourgeois. <laughs> All right. That's enough for me on that. I, I, that was the only news I really had. There not a lot's going on. Yeah, there was like one more thing. I can't remember what it was that popped up. Um, no Way Home is coming to Disney Plus in, or it's coming to Netflix in the Philippines like next week. So if you are in the Philippines, shout out to you, you lucky bastard. Because you get to watch that movie on Netflix in like a week. Sheesh. Yeah, if only uh, there was like a program people could use. Yeah, but it's not it's not as easy as it used oh, to be. Oh, is it not? Oh, damn. Yeah, you can still do it, but it's like some VPNs don't work now. Some of them do. Even when they do work, they only work like sometimes. It's uh, They've definitely made it a lot harder on people. Yo, ho, ho. True, very true. Yeah, I feel like we're going back to that. I feel like I hear more people uh, like, well, I'm just not going to pay for all this stuff ever again. So, yeah. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump right into it. Um, Marvel, Marvel's Miss Marvel, episode four. Yes. All right. Let me let me get ready for this here. Oh boy. I just gotta say that I am not liking this show. Y- you have rated this four and above every episode so far. No, no, I think four was like the highest I've rated it. Actually, I think I was giving it threes before that, something like that. That is not true. Hold on, let me pull them There's up. There's no way. Let me pull them up. Okay, episode I one, I like... did a four. Okay. So one, I did a four. Episode two, three. Okay. Episode three was a three. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I like, I think I'm really, I was trying really hard to get into it. And every time, like, and we'll, we'll talk about the details in a bit, but I just wanted to start it off with this so that people know where I'm coming from, at least. 
it's just like I'm watching like a scene and it's just like not super exciting to me. I don't know. Like, cause I love I mean, this Marvel insane. as a character, and so I don't understand why I'm not liking it. But I also just maybe think, that's your problem, cause I couldn't give a shit before this show. Yeah, which is weird. Like, this is we're coming at this from like I thought it would be the opposite, right? Yeah. <laughs> which sometimes that happens with us, which is really funny. Um, yeah. But I just I I found the plot to just feel really lazy. What? In terms of like the execution of it. Um. Like, one part, which I'm just... I'll jump to this, but then we can go through it, you know, kind of in chronological. Um, the ease in which the clandestines get out of the Supermax prison was laughable to me. It's just like, they show this crazy prison, right? And this prison was actually shown, I think, in the trailer of She-Hulk, too. Um, of the, the Department of Damage Control Supermax person. And it looks like this crazy, insane complex. Like, they show it with, like, the searchlights. There's a million fences and things. And just the scene with them getting out where they're just, like, walking down, like, a hallway full of pipes for some reason. I don't know, like, who chose that location, but it bothered me. I'm like, this just looks like like the back room of, like, a, like an office building's, like like, plumbing system or something. And then they're all closely together with, like, two guards. And I have a question for you, too, Eric. Like, these clandestines don't have powers, right? I mean, they just kind of are, like, a little bit strong, it seems. Yeah, that's what I... I, I don't think they have powers, but I think they are more able than a normal person, and they have a, an absurd amount of, like, training. They're, like, super soldier light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of. And it's just, like... like Which, to me... I feel like that's enough of an excuse for me to believe they could break out of a prison because that prison is probably not for like super people. I don't know. if. Uh, oh, I it, took it as that. It seemed like from how they showed it and everything, like it seemed like that would be exactly what it was for. They had like the special weapons. These, the people that were tracking them down are specializing in, in enhanced individuals. And they were just so fucking incompetent. It's not even funny. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I think you're being too hard on it. I I don't think I don't think you would even have bat an eye if that exact scenario happened in a comic book. Oh yeah. I mean that's that's true. I mean like the whole point of a prison in any comic is that like okay, well they're just gonna break, to break out, out of, it, of yeah. Right? It just, <laughs> that's I, so true. It just even in like the scene, it just felt too easy. Still somehow, it's like come on. I guess in a comic book, you don't have to like show all the 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 quick details of how they got out true, of it. But I was true. just like, man, like, that was way too easy. Also, why are they chained to, like, plumbing? Um, I don't know. I'm just getting real <laughs> nitpicky with it. But we start off, we, we start off the whole episode with uh, Kamala and her mom, Muniba, flying to Karachi. Yes. So, at some point, we ended the last episode, and they're like, Kamala, did you... Did you pull the fire alarm? And she's like, no. And they're like, where have you been all this time? She's like, I can't tell you. And then, like, they all sleep it off. And she's like, Mom, I just FaceTime with Grandma. We saw a train and we have to fly to Pakistan. No, no. See, you're already, you're already. We got to spend like this. six grand to get halfway across the world. And her mom's like, no. yep, let's do it. 
No, no, no. You're already misrepresenting this. So this was not Kamala's idea to her mom. It is explicitly stated in the episode that um, the grandma called the mom and presented this idea. And they went real quick. They went real yeah, quick. because, okay, so it is my understanding Kamala has never been to Karachi and it's also said that Kamala's grandma has never visited the States, which right. tells me that they have never met in person. And the justification on the plane ride is the mom is like, yeah, your grandma's old as shit. She's probably going to die soon. We should probably go visit her. So because she wants she finally is showing interest. She wants to go visit. It would probably she wants us to visit. It would probably be good for you to meet your grandma. That is 100% a realistic thing that would happen. Oh, There's nothing man. unrealistic about that at all. Uh, I guess I just would have expected a few weeks to pass or something. I don't know. I'm just, uh, it's happened real quick. Dude, Flights I are mean, expensive. it's not said. Who, why are you assuming they went out the next day? There's no reason they would have had to do that. Maybe a week did pass. All right, all right. I just uh, dad doesn't get to go. That sucks though, too. You know, dad doesn't get to go. Yeah, but it's not his mom. That's true. What is? Do they ever say what he does for a living? I can't remember. If they ever really get into that? I don't know. But it's just a joyful, funny man. Yeah, he is. He is nice. I like him. <laughs> um, I also feel bad for the guy in the plane that has to like sit between Kamala and her mom. Yeah, that's weird. Just switch seats. I guess maybe. Maybe <laughs> I guess actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about, it, maybe her mom wanted the aisle so you can go to the bathroom. And maybe Kamala's yeah, like, I want to look out the window. She seems like an I want to look out the window kind of girl. So, Yeah. Um, okay, so they get to Pakistan. Um, and, like, her cousins meet her. There was a funny little joke where she's like, you're so much taller now. And he's like, you're still short. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was nice. And then they see her grandma, uh, Sana, right? I believe it's Sana. Um and <laughs> clearly we find out that, like, Grandma's rich, man. Yeah, she's doing okay. Like, they pull up. Okay, also, I don't know if you noticed this. It's nighttime. And they make a joke, too, which is funny. She's like, she sees her grandma, Kamala does, and she's like, you should be in bed sleeping. And she's like, I'm just coming from a party. Um, yeah. They leave the airport in, like, pitch black darkness. Yes. And then they pull into Sana's house, and it is bright as fuck daytime. Yeah, man, because it was probably an early morning flight. Why are you, why are you, all of this stuff is so easily, like, <laughs> you are intentionally hating on this series for some I'm reason. I'm hating on it. We're going to get, we are going to get to the bottom of why. I'm not sure why, but all of this stuff is totally normal stuff that happens in every show. Oh, no, I mean, like, I'm not saying the whole daytime to nighttime is, like, why I don't like it. I just thought it was funny because it seemed like a, uh, what do you call that, a continuity error of some sort. Okay, um, okay. But, yeah, they pull See, up. See, I think they just came in on a red eye. Yeah, it's very possible, very possible. Um, also, that city is, like, really cool looking. When they were showing shots of the city, when they were, like, dri- particularly at nighttime, when they were driving through it, um, really cool looking. I had, ne- to be honest... I had never even heard of the city of Karachi until oh, really? this show. Cool. Um, 
it looks really cool. I, I was uh, really surprised. Yeah, it was it was cool seeing like shots of the city, which I'm assuming like the B team did because they they actually didn't go yeah. to Pakistan. They filmed I think all of this in Thailand, if I recall. Um, oh wow, okay, which is interesting, but that um, is interesting. Yeah, I like I like seeing all the shots of the city, which I'm sure were actually Karachi, um, and not you know something else. So, um, yeah. but yeah, they pull up to her house, and I'm like, damn. Grandma's loaded. She has this nice ass house. It's like a beautiful, like huge ass garden with all these crazy trees and shit. Um, and then like the next day they go to like some like yacht club for lunch. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, this is I literally I think I said to I said to me, I was like, they're like the real housewives of Karachi up in here. Um, oh my god. Because like it was a nice <laughs> house. It had like it was all fenced in and stuff. And I was like, damn, well. Why haven't you visited grandma before? I understand why she doesn't want to leave. She's like living in this huge house. Um, yeah, very true. And so <laughs> they go to like a yacht club kind of thing the next day for like brunch or something. And they can't go inside because Kamala's wearing jeans. And uh, I was, I was kind of defensive for Kamala. They were kind of all giving her crap. It's like, hey, she's never been to the Karachi Yacht Club before. Maybe someone like on the way. <laughs> Say, like, right. hey, you can't wear jeans. <laughs> the Karachi Yacht Club. Holy shit. It's like, don't get mad at the American that has no fucking clue. <laughs> you should have been like, hey, you need to change. You can't wear this. Um, oh, man. Poor girl. That's so good. Um, And so she ends up walking around. She, she goes, uh, her cousins play this great plot device, which is the only reason why... Muniba lets Kamala go out on her own. Um, yes. You know, because, like, she couldn't even go to, like, a, a Jersey City, uh, you know, like, nerd party. And now she's walking around downtown Karachi on right. her own, which is much more dangerous, country she's, right? Yeah, she's Foreign never country. been to. <laughs> and then her cousins are like, we're going to go meet up with some friends. And Kamala's like, well, I wanted to go to the train station, obviously because of the visions she saw. And they're like, well... Okay, go have fun. And then just leave her in the middle of a foreign <laughs> yeah. city. I was like, are you serious? It's crazy. Oh. I will say I, I won't defend that one. That was weird. Yeah, I mean, like, they, that was clearly <laughs> that the was plot device is that, like, she was out with her cousins all the time. And that's the yeah. only reason mom was okay with it. Um, <laughs> but still, man, I wouldn't even feel comfortable being Kamala, just walking around a foreign city by myself. Um, no, hell no. And so... <laughs> she asks some guy who takes her picture for directions to the the train station because he's basically just doing the scam of let me take a picture of someone then demand a shit ton of money for it. Um, and he gives her like the worst directions possible, but she gets there. Um, and then she immediately puts on her mask that uh, Bruno made her, right? Um, yeah. Before we get to this part, real quick, am I misremembering, or did that guy want to charge her fifteen hundred rupees? Yes. For so I just looked it up. That is twenty dollars. Yeah, that sounds about right, dude. <laughs> that is for a Polaroid picture. That is the biggest ripoff. Oh my god! You know, like uh, where I learned a lot about that type of stuff was was right outside the Eiffel Tower. There's all these people trying ah, to sell stuff yep. and Scam you. the amount of people that will just shove stuff into your hands 
and then demand yeah, money the is crazy. I mean, they do it in America too a little bit, where it's like, uh, oh yeah, I'll see like around like uh, events, people will like give you like American flags or like a flag pin, and then like then they'll be like, here it's it's you can take this, take this, and then it's like five dollars, ten dollars, you know, it's like blah blah blah. Yeah, I've had that happen to me both in Chicago multiple times yep. and in Vegas multiple times. Oh, Vegas is really bad for it, I'm sure. Yeah. I've had I've had some dude like shove his like CD into my hands and well sign it first and then shove it into my hands like that's 20 bucks and I was like I'm not paying for this bro. That man's name like, Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's happened to me before too the CD thing. I forgot about that. Uh, oh, yeah, it's man. always just wild what people will do, but um Well, it's wild that people still pay cuz like what are they going to what are they going to do fight me? Like, some of them will just some don't just give it back will. to them. I think people are. I mean, people almost always are. Whenever you catch someone off guard, they're usually just more compliant, just because they're just so flustered in the moment. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just grow some balls, Americans. You'll be fine. Just don't pay for that shit. Those people are assholes. Little little side story, completely unrelated. I live in like a, a town, uh, walking distance, to like a downtown area, and um, there's people that like, I I walk down there all the time. Because it's like the whole point of living here, right? It's like you go there. And um, there's like the same company that uh, that tries to get you to sign up for like subscription donations and stuff. That's oh, always boy. out there. And every time I'm like, guys, I've like talked to your boss like several times. You know, like they're always like trying to, they're like, I'm better than them. I'm like, you're really not. Can <laughs> I just like say no, thank you and move on? It's like I, my number one pet peeve this year is people that don't take no for an answer. It's so annoying. It's just like, yes. I just want to like chill. Like you're getting in my way. They always, they'll, they'll say, I need to meet you. That's what, that's how they'll get you to come talk to them. Oh my God. And one time I said to this one chick, she's like, I need to meet you. And I said, like, am I able to provide any consent to this at all? And it, like <laughs> completely threw her off. Cause it's like, yeah, like don't, don't be saying shit to me. I just like want to like chill and like live my life. Yeah. not being bothered all the time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. People. But, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I have so many stories about that. Um, one more quick one, I promise. We, we were waiting <laughs> yeah. to get into a Pride event in Detroit, and uh, this guy came up to try and get signatures for uh, magic mushrooms to be legal. And, like, we've already signed, like, a million of these things, and so we're just, like, we weren't in the mood to sign things at that point. And yeah. so we were like, no thanks, no thanks. And then... Uh, uh, my buddy Mitch signed it, and then the guy said to him, "He's like, he's like, watch out for these guys over here. They want you to be in prison. They they want you to like <laughs> suffer and stuff like that." But he was like completely serious, and like he just like kept saying like all this negative shit about us. It's like, can you just like oh chill out? God. Like, I agree with you, and I hate you right now. I was like, man, yeah. He just kept being yeah. like, "You you want to sign it now?" It's like, no. Like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I want to sign it even less than I, I did. It's like, before. now out of principle, I'm not going to sign it. <laughs> oh, man, we were so pissed. So annoying. Oh, man. Fuck that guy, but shout out to Shrooms. Yes. That's all I'll say. Boom. <laughs> there you have it. Um, all right, let's get back into Miss Marvel after my little side sidetrack there. Um, so despite that guy's ridiculous directions, she gets to the train station. She puts on the mask that Bruno, Bruno gave her. Um, and she starts like looking around and very quickly, like she almost gets hit by like a throwing, a throwing knife. Yeah. Uh, 
kill first, ask questions later, Red Dagger Man. Um, <laughs> and so we get like this little action sequence where she starts using her powers because this guy in like a red mask um, is throwing all these daggers at her. Um, and we find out, what is his name? Kareem, I think. I, that sounds right. We basically find out that he sensed the newer, uh, the Nor, however you want to, I don't know why I said it so weird, newer. Yeah, the Nor, the he newer. sensed the Nor in her and thought that she was a clandestine. Um, but then kind of quickly realized that she wasn't. And then the thing that confused me is kind of like doing a quick skip ahead is he brings her to like a secret base for the Red Daggers that's behind like a Chinese restaurant. Um, and the leader, Walid, when he brings her in, already knows that she's a descendant of Aisha. And I don't know how he knew that. Cause I think because he saw the bangle, and that's mm. Aisha's bangle. Because it's like, yeah, like when, when Kareem first meets Kamala, he's just like, legit would have killed her, right? Yeah. And so then quickly, for, for like from my perspective, I was like, damn, this is the second time Kamala's just following some random dude. This time in a foreign country and just trusting them after it didn't go very well the first time. Yeah, she's got to calm down her horniness, I think. Yeah, because she's like just "Mm." following these like (laughs) attractive young men. Haram dot Kamran and Kareem. If your name (laughs) starts with a K and ends with an M, then you're you're good to go. Yeah, pretty much. And then there's poor Bruno. Oh my god. R.I.P. Bruno. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing right now. He's just kinda like crying. Like, I should have gone to Caltech. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um okay, so she meets Walid, who is the leader of the Red Daggers. Also, I just gotta say, um, in terms of hideouts, theirs looked really cool, but the entrance I thought was terrible. Uh just because you have to push in a full stove that goes in like 20 feet, and then you can go in, and then it slowly moves back. It's like, you want to have like a quick little turnaround or something easy? So it's like, <laughs> someone's going to walk in and be like, where's the fucking stove? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it probably went back to where it was. No, it does. It just takes a long time, you know what I mean? I, I love secret <laughs> hideouts so much, but I always find them really funny in movies because they always go a little bit overboard, uh, almost always, but... I would build in an overboard secret hideout if I had like millions of dollars. Oh yeah, me too. I would love like the like the bookcase door. You know, like that shit's amazing. Um, For sure. The old school Batman where they had the bust of a guy and you could lift the head up and press a button. Oh man, amazing. Yeah, I love like that one. I like the uh, the piano entrance. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Press a couple keys. I love a hideout though. So whenever I see one in a movie, I'm always like, oh yeah. I'm always interested to see how they do it. Um, there is like a genre of TikTok that is like clubs that basically you enter through like refrigerators and shit. It's like a refrigerator, just a normal looking house. And then you open it and it's a door to like a nightclub. Have you seen that? It's uh, the, wildest thing. the TikTok of that place that's in like Las Vegas. I think there's one in Colorado where it's like um, it looks like a grocery store. But then it's yeah. like an acid trip. And then like you can go. Yeah, through it's all like glitched rooms. out. I would love to do that. Same. I think there's one by Chris and Kate, actually, in Colorado. So. No way. That's awesome. Um, and they say to go during the week so there's less people there. But I saw that video, and I was like, damn, I would go there for sure. Yeah, that's super cool. 
And if, like, you were inebriated in any way, I just can't even imagine how trippy that would be. Oh, my God. Crazy. Future future vacation for you. Um, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> they're in there. They're talking to Walid, and he basically says that the the clandestines are from a different dimension. And he has like this old school map and then he kind of turns something and it shows like a whole nother set of continents on top of ours. Yeah. And that is like their dimension. Right. And this is the one part of the episode that, you know, this is nothing to do with Miss Marvel. This is just to do with like how they do, um, uh, what is it called when people have exposition in the show is he turns around and to explain the fact that they're trying to break the veil of Noor, he pulls up, like, the most ridiculous high-technology thing in their entire hideout. It's like a... It looks like a glass case that would be, like, the size of a huge fish tank that has all this crazy, like, shape-shifting-esque some type of tech in it. And he pulls it all up just to show, like a like, a 3D printout of our world the veil of Noor, and then their world. And then what it would look like if they destroyed the veil of Noor, basically destroying our world. And it just seemed like the most expensive, over-the-top PowerPoint presentation for just, like, two lines of dialogue to me. And I thought it was weird that he was just like, okay, here's this crazy, like, it was so cool-looking, but I was like, why does he have it just for that? I just thought it was strange. Yeah, it I, it just made me think of like uh, Tony Stark slash Black Panther technology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, very Black Panther esque. Um, but which I guess if they're like a if they're like a centuries old secret society, they probably got some. And and that hideout was pretty nice. Yes. So they probably got some money. They probably collected some money over the years. It's almost not even like it's not to me the fact that like they they couldn't afford it. It's just like, why do you have this cool thing that just shows up just to explain the breaking of the veil of Noor and then goes <laughs> back down? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure they use it to explain other things outside of what we saw in the show. That is my, yeah. that's my explanation. Just felt, my just felt a little wonky, but yeah, I'm being nitpicky and I know it. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not acknowledging it. I was just like, <laughs> I was right, like, wow. Right. Okay. And then it's going back down. Okay. Um, there you go. But yeah, it's like, I think it's funny that it's like they use it for that, but then like to show the dimensions on top of each other, they have like a, like a map that looked like it was found on Magellan's ship hanging on the wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, of course, at this point, the clandestines escape like the two Walmart guards that were guarding them at the, the Supermax prison. Um, and... Uh, what was it like what was Kamran? Is it Kamran? Yeah, Kamran got hit while he was trying to get out, but then he kind of re- recovers. But Najma, his mom, is like, "No, you're not coming with us. You made your choice." And so she just abandons yeah, him. Yeah, yikes. So, he's going to team up with Kamala, right? Yeah, you would think so. That's that's where it seems like it's going. But man, she's like I feel like they're like every episode they're like put more eyeshadow put even more that, yeah i was gonna say like when she was first introduced i was like all right like she's kind of a babe right and right. now i'm like 
this chick looks like they made her look like a psycho. Yeah, she like, kind of uh, has like raccoon eyes in this episode. Yeah, it's very like over the time. top, very villainous. Yeah, it's like, hey, <laughs> did you guys know that she's a villain? <laughs> um, all right, so they escape. Um, Najma abandons Kamran, and Kamala begins like training with the <laughs> red daggers, basically to help get her powers even better than they already are. I don't think we yeah. get too much time with this. I was hoping for more of her working with her powers, but yeah. there's a lot of story that has to fit in here. Um, and while she's training, of course, in the most like dramatic way possible, the clandestines come crashing right down through the ceiling. Um, and we get like the fight sequence that basically goes for most of the, the, the next part of the episode. Um, I will say Walid is like fucking just owning these guys. Um, he's like taking on multiple clandestines on his own. Um, but they end up running out of the little hideout and, um, Man, Melody is like going ape over there. That is not Melody. That's the other dog who's staying with us, who never shuts the fuck up. Damn. Ah, so Sounds frustrating. Um, it's not. So <laughs> <laughs> there's this huge chase scene where it's it's Kareem, Kamala, and Walid versus all the clandestines. Um, one of them gets killed by Walid while they're while they're going. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but kind of like in the moment of him at right after he kills that one, Najma kills him. And so he gets knocked out, but he like really like kicked ass for a while. He was really doing good. Um, yeah. At some of these points throughout the chase, I was like, why aren't you just going to like hide for a second? But then I remembered that like they can sense the Noor as well. Yeah, but like yeah. there was like, like a couple moments where like Kamala hides from them, so I'm like I don't know if like they had to like stop and think about it for a sec because like she was able to hide a couple times, but then like she'd come out of hiding and then they'd find her again. Um, yeah, I, th- I guess I just kind of assumed it was like they can tell she's around, but they probably can't like pinpoint. Yeah, one of those kinds of yeah. Deals. It's not like like a it's like a smell, you know. It's like it, like if you smell something, it's like oh, there's something smelly in this room. You might not be able to necessarily zone in on exactly where. Yeah, it's usually like it's like from. I can tell if you're around because I'm like, <laughs> oh yep, yep. Oh uh, he's, he's, yeah. he's nearby. You drop your famous line. Smells like bitch around here. <laughs> oh man, my famous line from like 12 years ago. I've been milking that joke forever. <laughs> yeah. Can't help it. That's just how I am. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's crazy fight, uh, crazy chase. Um, Kamala, like there's more driving jokes. She like backs up again, hits some stuff, runs right into one of the clandestines and he just goes fucking flying. Uh, how was it possible to be so bad at driving? I guess she was in a manual this time. At least I would say that she was better at driving the manual than she was in her driving. (laughs) Yes. Somehow it doesn't make any sense. And it was like a huge truck, too. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this chase scene was pretty decent, I would say. It didn't, like, blow me away. But, um, yeah, it's it was really hard to kind of pinpoint how strong the clandestines were because uh, Walid was kicking their ass for a lot of it. Um, yes. I also, 
for some reason. But he did. He has spent his entire life training to do exactly that. Right. It's more of like the knowing the ability rather than having just power. You know, it's like that yeah. argument, yeah. right? Um, I can't quite take seriously the one clandestine guy that has the weapon that's like kind of like a stick with like a ball at the end. You know what I'm talking about? It looks like almost like a like a hookah pipe like base or something. It's like the damn. I guess I guess I didn't notice. He like always runs around with it, and it's kind of like it just looks like a fancy vase with like a bulbous end at the bottom, and it just <laughs> the entire time they're always chasing. There's the guy with the whip and stuff. Every single time I'm like, can someone just pull out an Uzi? Like this is the one time I hate Uzis and all these shows, <laughs> but like damn, like this doesn't make any sense. Uh, this whole chase. Indiana Jones, the shit. Right. Yeah. It's like none of these weapons make any sense. Um, but let's see. Um, Kareem and Kamala keep fighting the clandestines. Kareem kills another one as well. Um, but then Najma attacks Kamala and she stabs the bangle. And the moment she stabs the bangle, Kamala is sent. I can't tell. I couldn't tell if it was a vision or if she literally went back in time to, like, the train yeah. of Karachi during Partition. Yeah, I guess that's uh, what they will reveal next episode. But I also am unsure on that. Because it, it didn't look... It looked like she was kind of just, like, fitting in with everyone else. She was a little bit more brightly colored, I would say. But Yeah, I mean, I would say way more brightly colored. Yeah. Definitely stuck out. But it seemed like they could see her almost. It didn't seem like she was like Did people it? were just walking through her, I guess. I don't know. It was really hard to tell, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, I was like, did she go into the back in time? What? Um, but here's, here's what's going to happen. Are you ready for this? This is the call out by me. Um, okay. Was it her grandma got separated from her father and she followed the stars to lead her to her father? Yep. Kamala's yeah, I, going to basically do something that creates the stars that lead her back to her father. Yeah, that certainly seems likely. And so that certainly seems likely. That's 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 the prediction, which I think seemed pretty obvious to more than myself. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh but it's like I mean that'll be. I wonder what like what is Kamala doing in the real time because she almost just got stabbed, and so it's like now she's in a vision slash different time. Like is she just sitting there, like unconscious? Uh, like what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out next episode. But uh, yeah, I am interested in that. It's like is she? Did she physically time travel, or is this like all happening in? Her mind, or is this like a? Is she in a different dimension? Yeah, or I don't know. It would really suck if, like, the next episode is just like they cut to Kamala. She's unconscious. Najma just like slits her throat, and then it's like the end. <laughs> yep. Unfortunate <laughs> stab. But yeah, it's yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know where they're gonna go with this. I'm really confused as to how this is going to end. Um. I feel like with Moon Knight, we kind of understood what was going to happen, mostly. Um, but this one, I'm not quite sure. Like, I th they gave her, like, that blue material. The the Red Daggers gave her, they're like, this is, like, some sort of fabric 
and I think she's going to use that to make her suit. Yep. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. But overall, to me, I just found it underwhelming, unfortunately. Man, I loved this one. I'm so happy that you love it. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I just can't quite, like, it's just, like, not quite doing it for me for some reason. Man. I wish I, I wish I knew why. I wish I could zero in. I wish I could uh, make enough uh, uh, apologies for it <laughs> that it would turn you around. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird because it's like, it's not like I, it's not like I hate it. It's just like it's just not exciting for some reason. I don't know if it's because it's like it's the noor and the different dimension stuff, and I think maybe the fact that it's like she has nothing connected to the Inhumans and it's all just all this. Yeah, other stuff. so hold on. They did say they did say in this episode they already retcon that she's a jinn. Already, so I think what do that you mean? means that in while during the explanation. It was something. Oh, when they're like, if Thor landed in the Himalayas, he'd be a djinn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, I remember that. Um, I I really think she's somehow still going to be an inhuman. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would turn me around a little bit. I just think that like the the action of it all just hasn't quite felt like it's very. um, I don't know. I guess I just expected more in terms of like the story of it, I guess. I don't know. I can't tell if it's the story or the execution that's bothering me. Um, it just like, it feels like everything's happening like really quickly and it doesn't feel natural to me for some reason. Like I can like the whole plane ride, like forget, forget what I said about that. Like, that's fine. Like you can hand wave that, but the whole like, um, you know, like running into the red daggers and then bringing her in there. It's just like everything happens so damn fast and so convenient that it just feels like crazy. I don't know. Man, yeah, I just, I feel like that's just like, that's a superhero origin, baby. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's weird too because like Kamala, there's like moments where I really like her and then there's also moments where I'm like, it's like too much, it feels like. Um, like, I don't know if it's the way her actress is playing her. Like sometimes I'm totally fine and it makes sense. And then sometimes I feel like it's like too much cheese or something. And it's, I don't, I can't even quite pinpoint it. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I just also, I just can tell I'm not loving it, which is a bummer because like, I like nothing has come close to touching Loki in my mind. Um, because that's to me like yeah. the North Star Loki's for like amazing. really really good Marvel show that yes. was consistently great and like I was so fucking excited I would like watch an episode twice because I was like this is crazy I love it and I just I'm not getting anything close to that with this I felt the same with Hawkeye I feel like Hawkeye was pretty good not quite there but um I don't know there's something about this one that just feels wonky to me I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah I don't know I um we should how many Marvel series have dropped at this point? Is there ten yet? There's can't be, right? Uh well we got WandaVision. We should rank them when there's ten. Yeah. We got WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, Loki, um Hawkeye Moon Hawkeye, Knight. Hawkeye Moon five. Knight Miss Marvel. So we're at six. Six? Okay. 
and by the end of this year, no, we'll I just have like one more. What if? Oh, what, what if? if? If you count that, yeah. What if? Yeah. Um, and then we'll have She-Hulk. Yep. Yeah, maybe after She-Hulk comes out, we can do a ranking because that'll be like two years worth of shows. Yeah. Because I love. I think the only thing we well, I, I really loved Hawkeye. Hawkeye, I really liked. But I think I did like it. I think that the only thing we majorly disagree on, and it's not even a disagreement really. But I still, I mean, I, like, pretty close to hate the first two or three episodes of WandaVision. So that does taint the whole series for me. Mm. But the end of it I loved. Yeah. So it's like, it's still, but yeah, it'd be very interesting. Loki for me is an easy top right now. So, but. So the thing with WandaVision for me is I would say that WandaVision is by far my favorite but I think Loki is the best show. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. So, like, ranking it that way, I would go Loki, then WandaVision. But WandaVision's gotcha. my favorite just because I have, like, this strong connection to it. Yeah. Um, but then from there, where do you go? You know, are you including What If in the list? I'm just doing the list right now in my head now. Now that you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, probably. Inc- yeah, What If would probably be near the bottom. Yeah, so I would do <laughs> Loki, WandaVision... Hawkeye. Those are top three for sure. Okay. And then it gets really hard. Um, It would probably yeah. be... I think... I don't even want to include What If because I'm probably just going to put it at the bottom anyways. Yes. Um, yeah, probably see. I would probably do... Moon Knight next? Okay. And then... It's hard to talk about this show because it's not done yet. But right, right now, it's, it's a toss-up between Falcon and this show for the oh, bottom. Oh, yeah. Did we say that one? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not quite sure. You, what? Wait, what? Hold on. You would put, you would say, there's no universe in which Falcon and the Winter Soldier is better than this show. I have to wait until this one's done. I, I honestly Come can't on. even say. Because Come like, on, that hurts my yeah, soul. And it, we were rating Falcon and Winter Soldier like one every episode. You're right. That this is one. This this one will probably like. I'm like nine out of ten sure it'll probably be next. <laughs> but I can't say it until it ends because like it, it oh, could honestly like man. shoot the bed real bad. I actually might put Falcon and Winter Soldier below What If. I think that one is that one's the worst, and What If might be second worst for me because at least there were like three or four episodes. That were pretty enjoyable. Just what if as, was like, weird? One-offs. It was really it was like weird. wildly it inconsistent. True, like that, that Agent Carter true. episode, or yeah, I just so started bad. bad. Yeah. I think that hurt it really bad. But there was a couple of them that we both really liked. I remember that. Um, yeah, like I liked I like uh, T'Challa, Star Lord. Yep, yep, that one was really good. The Doctor Strange one, I think, was probably my favorite. I think. Yep, yep, yep. It's another good one. Um, and the Ultron one, obviously. Yeah. Oh, I guess that is the Doctor. Strange. Yeah, because yeah, they kind of all like started to join together at the end there. But yeah, it's hard for me to even compare those because it's a cartoon. You know, not all the same actors, and yeah. Um, yeah my guess is I would do Loki, Wandavision. Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Falcon. Uh, though Falcon had Falcon, you could just tell like there's something that happened with the pandemic. Yeah, and it must. You be. know the whole uh, you know evil Cap thing was really good. I really enjoyed yeah, that's that. true. Um, Although we'll get into it later, maybe. But uh, 
the boys has done evil Captain America better than Marvel ever could in a million years. Nice. Probably they're, they're yeah. able to do stuff that Disney won't ever touch. I'm sure. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> yeah. The scene in Falcon and the winter soldier where he like cuts a guy's head off with the shield basically, or whatever the fuck happens. They actually show that in, in the, uh, in the boys where he just crushes a dude's fucking face in not even surprised after it is last crazy. week crazy it is crazy oh man i guess spoiler alert sorry but no. uh, come on it's just violent it's just gratuitous violence you already know that's coming in the boys sure is sure <laughs> is yeah falcon and winter soldier whenever people say they love that on twitter i'm so confused that's crazy i'm so con- we we really struggle because even though you didn't like the beginning of WandaVision, I feel like by the end we were pretty happy. Both of yeah, us. Yeah, I definitely came. Yeah, um, for sure. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier happened. We were so hype, right? Yes. You're like, I'm so excited for just a normal Marvel thing. And <laughs> yeah. then, it, man, we, we just know. shat on it the whole time. <laughs> I love Miss Marvel. Oh. Like, I love her as a character. Uh, I read her since the beginning. Um, for whatever reason, it's not doing it for me as a series. Man. I am really looking I'm, forward to the Marvels, the movie. Same. I'd probably put Miss Marvel as second for me right now, right under Loki. Damn. Second or tied with Hawkeye. That's crazy. I, mean, I, I, do, I really like Hawkeye, too. But Yeah, Hawkeye was, was great for yeah. me. And then, and then the other the ones is regular... just a bag of... Yeah, yep. Totally, totally, totally. Because there's even stuff in Moon Knight, you know, I, I kind of have a sour taste in my mouth for Moon Knight after it happened, but I still liked a lot of it. Um, yeah, I mean, Oscar Isaacs is still amazing. Right. Um, and I think that show does, m- I think I dislike it the more time away from it I spend. <laughs> like, I think I, I thought it was mostly fine when I was watching it. And now the more time away from it, I'm like, yeah, there was a lot in that show that wasn't very good. Yeah. It once again, and and you know I know we disagree on this. I feel it's the same way of how I feel with this show is that like, it has all the stuff that I like, but I just didn't like the execution of it for the most part. That's how I okay. feel with a lot of this, which it's just weird because I want to like it and I go into each episode and I want to like it, but then I just find myself kind of just feeling kind of eh. Um, but we'll see. All right, we well, got two you more know, episodes. You, you are allowed to be wrong. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> well, just wait till my uh, rating here. Um, oh my god! Let's rate this bitch. Um, as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our shows, movies, whatever it is, out of six whole Infinity Stones. No cutting them things in half. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on, stop! Did you do that intentionally? Did I do what intentionally? What did I do? No, nothing. Never mind. <laughs> Never what mind. did I do? I'm so confused. It sounded like it sounded like you said we're, we rate them out of sick infinity stones. Oh no, I did not. That's just <laughs> Skype. Just once again, giving us a whole journey of an episode to go through. Oh, oh my man. goodness, um, Eric. I know you're gonna have a lot of thoughts yeah. about this, but this is a two for me. Jesus Christ! I just oh didn't. My I, I just didn't like this episode. I didn't like it. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I wanted something else and I didn't get it. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I got to stick with my gut here. Man. Well, 
uh, my gut told me, even before we talked about this at all, and I knew you were feeling down on it, I felt like, and I'm s- still going to give this one a six. This is like everything I wanted. A six? I was what? So, yeah, this is, I was so stoked with this episode. This Damn. had everything. It had a great fight scene. It had more lore explanations. It had some good, like, some classic Marvel Spider-Man-ish, like, you know, family and, and friends. Some scenes with some real heart. Uh, it was kind of a kind of a hint of yet another romance. There's a shady secret organization that has been training their whole lives to beat down people with superpowers, and they're good at it, and they embrace the new hero. Uh, there's some really sick shots of a sick city that I have never uh, heard of before. That was really exciting. I'm so surprised you this never heard of that everything. before. Yeah, yeah, I never. Oh, and and. I would like to say the soundtrack for the show is amazing. Yes, uh, I agree with big, you on that big one. Big fan. Yeah. They started playing, I think, at the end of the episode, um, they started playing the same song that they played at the beginning of last episode. And um, Oh, okay. It's It just sounds so epic. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like very like cinematic sounding and very, yeah, just like epic sounding like soundtrack in the background. And I loved it, the score, I mean. Yeah. Um, so whoever's been doing yeah, that did a really good job. Yeah, but but relax on the, on the weekend song though. Yeah, yeah, we could use <laughs> that break on that because damn, it's not like yeah. twenty nineteen again. Um, yeah, whenever that song came out, I can't remember when. Um, what was I going to say? There was something else I was going to say. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> the one the one funny bit from this episode. It's like, uh, I'm surprised the Department of Damage Control isn't more racist than they, I would expect them to be because I would have expected Kamala and her mom to try and get on a plane to Karachi, and then they just, like, don't let her go. They're, like, on a no-fly <laughs> yeah. list or something. Um, yeah, true. Very true. It's like, wait a second. You're investigating all these I, people in Jersey City, and then they hop on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm not saying that that's right, by the way. I'm saying that I would expect them to no, be more just, corrupt, right? It's shocking that that didn't happen. Yeah, for sure. Right. Maybe they just don't... Maybe they're a little more secretive. They can't just reach out to, like... I don't know. But that that is definitely an apologism by me. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But uh, there there was a... There was a part that made me laugh in this episode where... Initially, she was like, she asked the the new kid, like, are you going to murder me? He says no. And then later in the episode, when they're on, they're like running away on like a motorcycle and just her delivery. She was like, I knew you were going to murder me. It made me laugh really hard. (laughs) Yeah. What did she say? Are you going to murder me? Because I don't want to be the subject of a true crime doc right now. Yeah. (laughs) Which I feel like she needed to say that because she was once again following some rando just someplace, you know. Yeah. Putting trust yeah, where you, one you probably smarter, shouldn't. Kamala. Right. Especially when you're in a foreign country. But um Yes. But yeah. I, I do like there's there's a lot of moments that I do find fun. And there's a lot of good jokes in this one too. I don't want to just come off as just shitting on it altogether. Um so yeah. Um Well I, I, I will gladly over... come off as, as apologizing for it too much. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to recommend this week, Eric? 
Okay, so um, I have not finished this yet, but I'm very close. But just a quick shout out. If you listen to this, you definitely know about the Umbrella Academy. Um, Season three is amazing, just like seasons one and two were. Between that and the boys, um, just like incredible comic book based, superpower based television shows out right now that are not Marvel or DC related in any way, which is really cool to see. Um, because also the boys, um, there's been two episodes since, we, since we talked about, I think <laughs> since we did the, the recap, um, and Jesus Christ, that show is good. Like that, like that show is like a seven out of six for me. That show is amazing. Wow. Like there, Where's no Marvel at? show is as good as The Boys. Amazon. Oh, you're talking Amazon. about The Boys. I thought you were talking about Umbrella Academy for a second. I got confused. No, Umbrella Academy's on Netflix, um, and, and and that is also amazing. But but yeah, I I just uh, particularly this season of The Boys, they really just sent it into overdrive. It's not. It, it, uh, let me clarify my love of it is not just because of, like, gratuitous violence and nudity. Like, the story is getting so crazy, and it's it's really a story of, like, if you don't, if you don't really know about it, it's like, what if superheroes were invented by, and owned by a corporation, basically? Um, oh. And that's basically the main gist of the story, but it just gets crazier and crazier. There's so much like conspiracy and just like backdoor dealing and just an insane amount of tension because there's one superhero who is so clearly like no one can touch him and he just happens to be the most psychotic one. So it's just crazy tension of like, is this guy just going to lose his mind and like kill whoever's talking to him at any moment? Because he has a couple times in the past and like it's... uh just an amazing use of just tension and action and um and and parodying the real world and also superhero tropes it's just masterfully done amazing show but uh it my originally <laughs> my original recommendation was going to be umbrella academy but also watch the boy i mean umbrella academy is great but the boys is like a masterpiece in my opinion well damn can't get much more praise than that shit yeah yeah i, I mean, feel like I it helps it. too like it. when it's like you can tell like they didn't put any restriction on them too yes <laughs> clearly clearly these guys can do whatever the fuck they want amazon says who cares do it it's crazy <laughs> man yeah back in the day you could just watch a show on fucking like nbc it's like no that was your choice um <laughs> we're, we're in the golden age of television um yes all right. On my end, I got a TV show and a book. Um, For All Mankind just came back. Yeah. Season three on Apple TV Plus. Um, and I've only watched the first episode so far. I'm trying to pace it out because they're releasing week by week. But, you know, I put it off for a couple weeks. I had already, I binged season one and two uh, right after I got Apple TV Plus. And so this show, it's like a sci-fi show where it's basically what would have happened if the Soviet Union got to the moon before the United States. And then after they put a man on the moon, they put a woman on the moon. And so the United States needed to put a woman on the moon. 
And then it like that that progresses like women's rights, and then the fight for space kind of progresses all technology, and like a lot of the world is a lot better because of that fight for space and technology, right? So it's like an alternate timeline, um, and it's very very well written. It's like the the stakes are high constantly. It's very good drama, um, and so the first two seasons were great. And I put off watching the third season for a bit. I watched the first episode yesterday, and. It is just so good. Like, you get, you're just like sitting on the edge of your seat, and it's just a really well-made show. And so I, think, I don't think a lot of people have watched it slash heard of it because it's on Apple TV+. Plus. But Apple TV Plus is great. Um, you know, you got For All Mankind, you got Ted Lasso, you got Severance. Those are all like 10 out of 10 shows. Easy. Um, and so highly recommend if you like sci-fi, For All Mankind, if you get Apple TV Plus to watch that, you need to watch Severance. It's the best show on television right now. Um, and so, yeah, check that out. Season three just started. They're doing week by week. I think they have a few episodes out already. So um, very, very good sci-fi. Um, while doing all that, I've also just read And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie, which is like the Ooh. book that inspires every like whodunit mystery ever. Uh, you know, that inspired Clue and, and Knives Out and things like that. It's like basically like 10 people get invited to like a, a rich mansion and then people start dropping like flies and they have to figure out who the murderer is. Um, that shit I read in like a few days. It was so good. Um, so highly recommend that if you're into cozy mysteries. That's been my theme lately is cozy mysteries. Um, and then one more for you too is Story of Your Life and other stories by Ted Chiang. It's basically a story of your life is the story that is the movie arrival sci-fi movie by Denis Villeneuve, um, which is an amazing film. And so that's what that's based off of. It's a short story collection of sci-fi stories by Ted Chiang. So story of your life. Very good. Very good. Nice. So yeah, lots of stuff. Lots and lots of stuff. I've just been reading like crazy lately. I read more in the summer than I watch stuff just because it's so damn nice outside. So, I love it. Um, all right. Twitter, at Infinity Rewatch. Tweet out to us. Um, Eric, I forgot to ask you, how was the Hero Gasm episode? Was it good? It was good. It wasn't as like shocking, I think, as... Well, let me rephrase. The the actual hero gasm part of it wasn't as shocking as like the disclaimer would have led you to believe. But then what happens? I guess mild spoiler alerts if you care. Fast forward. I mean the episode's basically over, but fast forward two minutes. But um, after the hero gasm orgy, there is a fight between two characters that I never thought. I guess I just wasn't expecting it, but it's like the two highest powered characters currently. And it was like perfect. It was perfect. And they just like tore through this fucking orgy, this superhero orgy. (laughs) And, uh, but like the fight itself was like really good. It was just, just like epic. It was like, it's so funny how they can make it seem like actually like epic in the way that like superhero fights should be with like an orgy going on in the background. <laughs> Does the CGI in that show just... ever bother you? No, it's so good. At That's least so at least in in this episode was. Hmm. Um You would just yeah. think that I mean, Disney I guess would be you're... able to do like would that be able to make you feel that way too if they're able to do that for the boys, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, you would think. You would think. But I also think that the boys uses it less... The boys uses it differently. It's like they do easier stuff. The boys has like laser eyes, which is easy. Right. The They have like... The flight in the boys is done really well. All of the flying is like top, top, top tier. Huh. Um, but also that's only because like two characters can really fly. Right. Um, there is a new, I won't spoil it. There's, let's say there's a new character who has like nightcrawler powers that's done really well. And it's done in a way that I think is so interesting, like in a way that Disney could never do that. Like when he teleports, like his clothes don't go with him. What? So he, yeah. So like he only teleports his body. So when he teleports, he just blinks out. His clothes fall to the ground, and then he shows up naked wherever he just teleported to. At least someone's finally um, doing it realistically. Right. That's the thing. It's like it's little touches like that that just make it so fucking cool. But again, that is not like a tough. That's not a CGI heavy thing the the craziest and then all of like the gore seems practical it doesn't seem super cgi heavy it seems like it's probably um not prosthetics but whatever it's called it seems like they're they're just using a shit ton of fake blood and yeah so it's really not they it's really not as cgi heavy as you you might think i mean there are definitely like lasers cutting people in half and shit but it's I think it's so quick that it's they can probably put a lot of effort into it because it's only like three seconds of a scene. So, yeah, I don't know. They they do an amazing job with it. That show is so good. It's crazy. Damn. I guess I need to watch it at some point, but I'm also scared yeah. after that one scene. For sure. So. No, no, no. It is worth... If, if you even kind of like superhero stuff, which if you're listening this far into this podcast, you do, obviously. Um, it is so worth your time. So worth your time. And and the villain, Homelander, is like one of the most incredible villains. So good. This episode, not brought to you by Amazon. Um, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, please tweet us at Infinity Rewatch or send us an email to theinfinitywatchpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to sponsor us. Uh, yeah. Would very but much also, appreciate, not Jeff Bezos, dollars, but... because yeah, we have to acknowledge, uh, fuck you, Jeff Bezos, because you are a billionaire, and fuck the billionaires, fuck them. I do find it ironic that your your favorite show is is brought to you by the billionaires, though. I mean, every show really is brought to That's us true. by the billionaires. Name one that isn't. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, good point. You know what's really funny is yeah. that uh, For All Mankind is a is a Sony Television Pictures production, and every time it comes up, I'm wow. like, goddamn Sony. <laughs> I was like, apparently someone in their TV department's a lot better than their movie department. Yeah, I guess. Damn. Maybe they'd have less executive uh, fuckery because yeah, they, less they overreach. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoever the the Morbius executive is doesn't give a shit about for all mankind. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Jesus. But yeah, oh, fuck man. them billionaires. Yep, fuck them. <laughs>